Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. It's uh, It's been a really, really awesome year, 2021. We appreciate all of you guys that have supported us, joined our Discord app. You're going to find the link down below where there's a lot of really awesome stories, cool builds, a lot of information that's shared. I encourage you guys to go over there and, and make sure and join up. And we just wanted to thank all of you. And there's no better way that we could wrap up this year than today's episode. And we had received a message from Daniel Green. He's a podcast listener. And had a really inspirational story and uh it's not many times that we get to hear well really if ever from someone who sold everything and just pursued their passion and that's what he did and he was really passionate about diesel trucks about racing and he's going to go through the process with us why he made that decision some of the challenges that he had not just with doing that but then also a worldwide pandemic that hits and all the challenges that uh, it's provided um you know, or, or really force people to have to deal with, and especially with racing and, and building a truck. So it's a really inspirational episode. I appreciate him reaching out to us. I hope you guys find a lot of inspiration with it as well. If you guys are listening on YouTube, um, I want to encourage you guys, if you're not subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, make sure that you, you, you click the subscribe button, hit the bell notifications. There's so much traffic that we get on there from listeners who aren't subscribed. So if you love the content, you like to hear about different parts and stories and oils and transmissions and turbos and all those sorts of things, make sure you subscribe. Definitely helps us grow. And uh, we have some really cool things coming up in 2022, not just with content, but just ways you can interact with the podcast, like our, our Patreon account. You'll find the link down below for that. It's a way that uh, if you'd like to support us, help us grow even more and be able to participate, you know, with your truck as the cover of the podcast or be an executive producer or other really cool things. It's a way that, uh, that you can help us. All right, let's get to today's episode with Daniel and learning why he sold everything and why he pursued a, uh, a passion of racing a truck and traveling the country. Daniel, welcome to the diesel podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to me and, uh, saying, Hey, I'd love to be on the podcast and, and tell my story and just, you know, chatting with you for a little bit beforehand. I know we're going to have a, a great time. And I mean, I love talking about second gens, love talking about racing and, and you have a really unique story. So welcome to the podcast and definitely look forward to it. Uh, hey, thanks, man. Uh, you know, I've been watching your podcast and, uh, I've been sneaking around the diesel industry for a couple of years now. So I was like, Hey, you know what? I'll reach out to them and see if they are interested in it, and we'll go from there. It's one of the cool things about doing a, a podcast with with diesel enthusiasts is, you know, we can talk to anybody anywhere, you know, anywhere in the country and in, in any part of it, whether they're racing, whether they're building a part, whether they're just, you know, they've, they've done a restoration, whatever it might be. And it's it, it's so cool. And I remember, you know, early on in you know when I became a, a diesel fan, is I'd love to go to events and I'd love to just you know watch and see and you know, talk with people and get information. And I, I didn't know anything. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that's really fun. I wanted to start with you know, really, you know, your passion or your excitement for, for racing and what you're doing. 
tell us a bit about you know your background and and how you how you got the truck what what made you you know decide hey i, I want to race this thing and travel the country well you know i have a pretty unique story not uh not a lot of people have done what I've done in this industry and the world, really. Uh, about two years ago, I decided that I was tired of the rat race. I was tired of just uh, going to work and coming home and just, you know, the living paycheck to paycheck type of deal. So uh, there was a pretty uh, turning moment in my life where I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like. I am done with this. I'm done working 50, 60 hours a week. Uh, I'm going to do something that I want to do. And drag racing really wasn't uh, something I grew up with. It really wasn't something that I uh, inspired to do. Like I didn't, I really didn't know much about drag racing. I really still don't know much about drag racing, but I was always into vehicles and I owned the second gen. It made, you know, approximately about 800 horsepower. It was fun on the street. So, you know, I just kind of put all the pieces together. I bought a race trailer. I bought a, uh, a race truck and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm setting out to do what other people dream about doing. And that was to go racing. So I did that of, uh, well, the journey started in November of 2019, and uh, as many of you guys know what happened in uh, March of 2020, uh, that kind of delayed my, my whole ordeal. I really uh, fell into a, a deep depression of, uh, you know, I sold everything I owned to go out racing, and I was already living in a trailer of January of 2020. And I was ready, dude. The truck was ready. I was ready. We were going to go racing. And, uh, you know, COVID happened. And, you, man, it really kind of sucked. But, yeah, yeah that was the, that was kind of the starting point of it. You know, I have always, like I said, I just dream about going out here and do the unthinkable and doing what other people dream about doing. That's, so. really, that's really powerful. And, and I, I really want to focus on that because, you know, personally and just stories and and you know, as I mentioned with the podcast, you know, being able to chat with people all over is uh, I'll get these emails or these messages <clears throat> from people. They've heard my voice for five years and you know, the, we're, yeah. we're always talking about trucks and they'll say, Hey, you know, I'm in this career. I don't really enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm getting older. I feel like this is the last chance I'm going to have to do something I really want to do. I'm thinking about starting a diesel shop or sure. changing a career and just how scary that is. And, you know, you had mentioned, you know, March of 2020 and the pandemic and everything. And, yeah. you know, I think in a lot of ways that uh, that hit a lot of people is we were For sitting sure. at home more. You know, we, we couldn't necessarily go hang out with our friends or family or travel. And there's a lot of time to think and you get to yeah. think is this what I want to do? Do I want to work 50, 60 hours a week for somebody else? Do I want to sacrifice you know, my happiness or my freedom for these things? And so, I mean, that's that's really powerful. And now, I want to ask you, when you decided to make that jump or you were thinking about it, how did you find the strength to be able to overcome the fear or the unknown with that? You know, I've always, I've always, uh, I've always had a fight in me, you know, throughout my whole childhood, I've never been a person to give up. And so, uh, 
And I've always been, it's kind of a downfall of mine, but I've always been the type of person to say yes and then figure it out. (laughs) You know, a lot of people people come up with, come up with ideas. They're like, oh man, I really want to own a diesel shop or I, I love working on diesels, but how do I get started? And then they, they try to think about it and plan it all out. And then by the time they get it all so-and-so put together, they're like, yeah, that's too much. I'm just going to go back to work on Monday, you know, but I'm, and I'm not saying, I'm not recommending this for anybody because, you know, our personalities, man, it gets us into some trouble, but I set myself and I told myself that I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it to my fullest. So, uh, I just, I just said, yeah, let's do it. And then I started putting pieces together. I think that comfort level, I mean, comfort can be very scary. And in, in even chatting with friends or you know, family that I have that have at different points in their life thought, hey, you know, I'm going to go back to school or I'm going to major in this or um, mm-hmm. I want a career change is what can hold a lot of them back is they think, well, and I had this nice steady paycheck at this 401k. I have right. you know, my health benefits. I get my vacation. Do I really want to risk that? And you know, that's what captured me about your story is just going and doing it because we all want to do that, whether it's a race truck, whether it's a career, just traveling, whatever it might be. So I know anyone listening is going to identify with that feeling and just, you know, sometimes you got to jump in. Sometimes, you know, you can sit around for months and make plans and, you know, write it all out and outline it. But there's a certain point you just got to jump in and just kind of, you know, sink or swim. Well, and that was one of the things like I watched, uh, there's a couple YouTube videos out there. Like Steve Harvey has a good video. Uh, it's called jump, you know, and until you jump, you never know what could be, you know, and until, and until you, you know, just, just do it. Like just freaking do it it's like it's it's honestly patrick it's honestly it's it's crazy man it's like it's like okay you you go into the burnout box right you do a burnout and then you you start spooling up you start spooling up and you get to the line and you stage and you press the trans break button right and you have your foot all the way to the floor you start here it hit the limiter Dude, there's no freaking turning back after that, man. You have the trans break, bro, and you're at 30, you're at 3,500 RPMs, and there's no turning back. Like, you got to bump in, and you just got to let go of the trans break button, and you go. That's my, that's the, that's the best way I can describe what, what I decided to do back in 2020. I got to the line, pressed the trans break button, and I just let go, dude. I just went. So, well, another, another really powerful thing that you said is, you know, that you had everything ready to go and yeah. early 2020. And then all of a sudden, like everything stopped. I mean, not just racing, but just, the, it seemed like the entire world just stopped. So when you, you make that decision to take the leap, you jump in and then the brakes are hit on everything. Was it still that desire and kind of that fight and that adventure that you wanted to feel is that what carried you through till the tracks open back up until you know you could go out there race the truck and do what you set out to do you know what uh that was a hard that was a hard moment of my life man because you know 
I, I didn't grow up with money. I don't, I didn't have, I don't have a lot of money, you know, in, in December of 2019, I had the truck in my possession. I had the trailer in my possession and I sat in front of a computer for about 10 hours a day, emailing companies for, uh, in, in just, uh, sharing my story with companies and influencers and people in the, in the, in the, in the diesel industry and in the world in hopes that they would latch on to my story and, you know, sponsor me, uh, monetary, uh, you know, f financially or sponsor me with products or sponsor me with something. So between December, uh, 2019 and March of 2020, I raised about $15,000. And when the pandemic hit, I already, I already spent that $15,000 on the truck. Yeah. You know, I already spent that fifteen thousand dollars on the uh, on you know my living expenses, the race trailer, just getting everything ready. So when the pandemic happened, dude, I'm in debt fifteen thousand dollars to these companies, and I have no way to advertise for them. Yeah. Race after race after race started getting started getting canceled, and like I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude did I really make the smart decision to go out here and hustle this money from people and sell everything I own? Like I, there's my comfort's gone. I'm totally outside the comfort zone for sure. So, uh, honestly it was knowing that I owed other, I owed companies the, the opportunity to advertise for them. That's what really kept me in the game. Uh, and then, uh, there was an event that came up, uh, you, you know, sometimes in life, we, we, we have to look forward to the, the next event or the next, excuse me, the next milestone. And uh, Diesel World Magazine was hosting an event at the Wagler uh, Motorsports Park. And I called Jeremy Wagler every single week, at least twice a week and ensured that he was going to have this event in July of 2020. Uh, I'm pretty sure he probably got annoyed by me, but <laughs> keep in mind, I was living in Oregon and he was in Indiana. So that's a 2000 mile trip that I was not going to take unless I was guaranteed some sort of an event to advertise for my sponsors. Jeremy told me every single week, he's like, dude, yes, I'm having the event. Like there's no ands, if buts about it. We're having the event. We're in the middle of two cornfields or you can't shut us down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was the first event that I went to and that kind of kicked it all off, man. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm thinking about your story and, and what you're talking about. And there's, there's so many, there's so many listeners that I've heard from over the years that, uh, some have taken that leap. Some have it. Um, that have wanted to do this, whether it, some of it, you know, sometimes it's racing, sometimes it's starting a business. And I always get fascinated by that part of it. Um, because it transcends, it transcends everything. Um, yeah. not just diesel motorsports, but just, you know, being a person, being a human being. Right. Right. And then we hear about, you know, or even I know what it's like, I make a decision. I'm, I'm going to, you know, work in the diesel industry, totally change careers. And, then you get into it and you can hit a rough patch and you can kind of hit a lull where 
you know, maybe you're not as successful as you thought you would be, or, <laughs> you know, things are a little slower. And that's the part nobody tells you about, you know, they don't right. tell you how to pull yourself through that thing. So I think you being yeah. feeling like you needed to represent the companies that helped you and the people that invested in you, something really right. important for anyone who's looking to, you know, take on sponsors or, or races, that relationship you have with them. Yes, they yeah. they might donate, you know, financially or with parts or with exposure, but it's a relationship where you're giving back to them as well. And, you know, I read all the time that people say, well, how do I get sponsored? And it's like, well, you can, but are you prepared to have that kind of relationship with companies? It's, and I wanted to ask you about commit- that part, you know, with, with these companies that help you, how has that relationship grown from, you know, 2020 to we're almost in 2022 now? Uh, <laughs> the relationships that I've made along the way in the diesel, well, in the motorsports industry has grown leaps and bounds. I wouldn't have done, uh, I wouldn't have done another season if it wasn't for my, uh, if it wasn't for my fans and my sponsors, uh, I, I just, I wouldn't there. I, I physically, uh, Physically, I couldn't. Uh, well, physically, I guess I could, but it was mentally draining, and it was also, uh, you know, very tolling financially to keep this race program going. Uh, but you know, twenty uh, October, October of twenty twenty. I as of October of twenty twenty, I did uh, sixteen races. And, uh, you know, I built up a lot of the momentum on social media and, um, my mom's health wasn't doing too well. So actually I went back to Oregon and, uh, I got to talking with, uh, a few of the sponsors and they really strongly encouraged me to go out for another year. Uh, but I set out, it was funny, man, because I set out to, uh, I set out to do another 12 valve engine because that's just the parts I had, you know, I had, I had the injectors, the pump, the P pump I had, you know, I needed a motor. And so, uh, I reached out to a couple sponsors or one of my uh, main sponsors. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say sponsors. I kind of, let's, let's just, let's say partnerships. Cause that's a lot, that's a lot better word, you know? Uh, I reached out to one of my partners in the, in the program, uh, Wagler Motorsports, and I asked him if he was able to build me a bulletproof 12-valve engine. <laughs> and Jeremy says, dude, I'm not going to build you a 12-valve engine. And for about two weeks, my head was uh, held down, and I was like, I went back to him, and I said, well, if you're not going to build me a 12-valve engine, like, I need, I want to go racing. Like, and you're the only person I know and trust to build me an engine. So what are you willing to build me? And he says, I'll build you a 2020 CGI block, uh, common rail engine. And I was, uh, I didn't really, I didn't reply back to him for a couple of days because, uh, like, you know, a lot of your uh, viewers, you know, sw- common rail swapping a second gen is not the best financial decision a person should do in their life (laughs) it's expensive (laughs) so uh to answer your question like you know i've always just i always just keep in contact and 
always reach out to my partners and ask them, what can I do for you? That's the main thing when it comes to getting partners in a race program or just someone to help you with, you know, a dealer discount or something like that. What can you do for them? That's I wake up every day and I think, what can I do for my, uh, for my partners? And I think being on the diesel podcast, I think that's huge, man. So <laughs> it's, it's creating that value, you know, that, that, uh, that value to a sponsor to, you know, the people who follow you, the people who are paying attention, um, you yeah. know, the people that follow your social media. And that's probably one of the toughest things, you know, I think I've, I've, I mean, I've drag raced, but I've never, I've never traveled the country doing it. I would just go to test and tunes and have fun locally right. with it. So I imagine that's monumental to be able to, to travel two or 3000 miles and you know, you're, you're showing up and you know, little things are going to break along the way. You're going to need to fix stuff. And just yep. having that kind of relationship is so, so crucial to Well, it. And it's just like anything, it's just like anything in life, really. Like what value do you bring to the table? You know, you, it's hard. You can't go up to a sponsor and say, I, I need, uh, will you sponsor me? Or yeah, will you partner with me on a new set of injectors? Okay, Joe Schmo, I don't know who you are. I don't know, like, what's my ROI? What's my return on investment on giving you a dealer price on injectors? Like, you know, what, what, can, what, are, you, what are you in return going to give the company or, you know, the the partner that's what a lot of people have to think and what i think that i give back to my partners in this program is for one exposure uh lots of exposure uh good and bad <laughs> uh but also uh a reputable uh salesperson you know i sell a lot of different product for all my uh partners so i want to make sure that if they give something to me I give it back to them tenfold and I feel obligated to do that. That's the main thing is like when you get that, when you put a name on your, on the side of your race truck or you put a name on your daily driver, like you are representing that company and you should feel obligated to represent them in the highest uh, power and the highest dignity. You know what I mean? It's uh you know, I'm thinking about that value and it reminded me, I hate keep going back to 2020. <laughs> I want to forget <laughs> 2020, but yeah. I had a lot of friends that, you know, were successful and they had made, you know, wise career choices and gone into different fields. And then there's layoffs and right. it's not because they didn't do a good job or they didn't, you know, they weren't successful what they did. It was just how things worked. And I know a lot of them struggled with that idea of, when you have value and then all of a sudden it's taken away due to, you know, a once in a century pandemic or any set of circumstances, right? you struggle as an individual with, well, what is my value? What I really love about your story is when you made the jump from the beginning, decided to do this is I kind of think you decided to make your own value instead of, you know, a company saying, Hey, Daniel, this is what we value you at, or, you know, whatever it might be, you set out to create it yourself. And that's what's yeah. incredibly powerful. And, and uh, you know, just in chatting with you, I could probably talk about that all night. We don't even get to the truck part talk, but I know, right. <laughs> I know that's, that's, that's the cool part of it. But, I mean, I commend you for that. It's a, it's, it's a big jump. And, and uh, 
you know, I know people are going to be listening where they're struggling with that same thing is maybe they lost their perceived value or what right. an entity told them their value was. Well, go create your own, you know, yeah. whatever that might be, just make your own, then you're responsible for it and not, right. not someone else or something else. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And, you know, as an, as, uh, as a person that people look up to, uh, you know, your value is not determined based off of social media. I I don't value myself at all on social media. Like I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care how many people, how many, you know, subscribers I have. My value is my purse, the person who I am, and also the person that I represent in public, the person that I represent at the track. You're you're never going to find me fly off the handle at the track. You're never going to find me, uh, you know, uh, raising, you know, cane at the track, like, or just in general, like. You have to, you know, you have to represent you, yourself and hold yourself to a higher standard. Uh, so people see value in your character. I, you know, I think that's more, I think that's more of what my partners in this race program see in me is the value that I bring to the table in my character, not on social media, not on, uh, you know, podcasts or whatever. It's just realistically the person who I am. So, man, that's what, that's what people identify with. You know, if it's, if you think about, you know, racing, is it, I think it can be really easy in a way for, you know, a company to build a race truck. Yes. There's financial expense with it, right? but it's, you're just throwing money at it versus someone who's invested so much personally into you know, the race vehicle and the whole process of it. It's, it's on a, it's on a different level. Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of a controversial subject (laughs) in the diesel industry. And that my name kind of evolves around, Uh, I'll be honest with you, man, like real, (laughs) you're going to think this is funny, but I just pulled the engine. I just pulled the engine out of the race truck tonight, but do you know that was the first time I ever pulled the engine out of a truck? No, I did it. That was the first time it said it's <laughs> sitting right behind us here. That was the first time I ever pulled the engine out of the truck. I am not, I am not mechanically inclined. Like I know how to turn a wrench, but I don't, you know, I didn't grow up around mechanical stuff. So like I add a, I add value to the program going in a straight line. You know, I add value in a program of talking to people, but I've surrounded myself with a, with a team of uh, companies that help me, you know, as I, as I say, uh, you know, you're mentioning people put passion into building their stuff. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big uh, deal in the diesel industry is people building their own stuff and 
I'm now two years into this program. I'm just now learning how to work on my own stuff because I've always leaned on others because I was, I was, I'm not, how do I want to say it? Like I wholeheartedly believe everybody has a, a purpose in this life and wrenching on a vehicle is not my purpose in life. <laughs> Well, but I did pull the engine out. It's sitting right behind us. So, <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's powerful in, in itself because that can hold a lot of people back. It's held yeah. me back. I'm not that mechanically inclined. Like I can understand concepts and how things work, but right. I've never rebuilt my transmission. I've never pulled the engine. Um, you know, basic stuff I could do, but I know for myself that always held me back from pushing it farther because I thought, well, you know, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to have you know, one of my friends who knows how to do it or somebody I know or a company. Yeah. I'm going to pay him to do something. And right. I think that can hold a lot of people back too. It's just, I don't know how to do it and it's intimidating. And then you think, well, where's my support structure? How am I going to yeah. do that? And you know, when I think about, you know, pulling the engine and, and other things that you're doing on this truck, where do you find, where do you find the help or guidance from when you're going to tackle something you know new or you have a question? Well, like when I, like when I pulled the engine out of this truck, I, uh, I, I knew the engine was held in with, you know, the motor mounts and stuff like that. Uh, normally, well, uh, we could talk about one of the, uh, one of the races I had, I went on Rocky Mountain race week this, uh, this last year, it's a 1200 mile road trip. And I leaned a lot on uh, Paul Cato over at Maverick Diesel and LeVon at Firepunk because I had a lot of transmission issues and I just, I just had a lot of issues throughout the whole, uh, the whole event. So those two people right there, I lean on quite heavily when it comes to uh, mechanical type stuff, when it comes to like fabrication and just general knowledge and uh, encouragement. I tend to lean on uh, Joshua Chapman over at CFT Performance. So those three people, I couldn't do this program without those three companies there. I've had, uh, I've had LeVon on the, on the podcast and, uh, and Joshua too. I, mean, I know Paul personally, but I haven't had him on the podcast yet. And they're all, they're all really great guys at, at what they do. And yeah. they're, they're always fun to chat with and, you know, answer questions. And over the years I've had questions about stuff and, um, you know, it's, it, it, I think finding that help or building the relationships is, you know, key as well is just being able to call those guys up or, or anyone else that helps you and right. just have, you know, those resources. And I think just thinking back to people that have, you know, contacted us and just said, Hey, I want to build a race truck. Where do I start? And it's been a lot of great advice, you know, I've heard from our guests, but I wanted to ask you, you know, if somebody is in your position or, you know, they have a truck that's sitting there and they want to race it. What yeah. are some tips you would give them to be able to make sure they're, they're successful? Um, you know, whether that's networking, whether that's, you know, building those relationships with partners, um, whatever it might be, what would you, what would you advise people to do before they you know, spend a dime or, or do anything to the truck, but just right when they're getting ready to, uh, you know, make sure you, uh, I would say, make sure you, you reach out to, uh, qualified individuals to help you, uh, with your, with your race truck. 
I would do a lot of research on uh, products. I would do a lot of research on uh, who it's kind of like a football team, man. You know, who do you want on your team and who you're the quarterback? You're the guy that's always going to have the ball. Who are you going to want? You know, who do you want on your team? Uh, when I set out to do this, I ensured that I had that I built uh, friendships with the, you know, the best of the best in the industry. Uh, but I think what I hear a lot from people, in, uh, you know, businesses and in the industry, the diesel industry is, you know, people are always asking them questions, but again, they don't, you know, what value are they adding back to the friendship? You know, if <clears throat> it's a friendship, you know, and ensure that you're building that, don't just hound people for information and then run off to Joe and Joe Schmo company and buy a product from another company. You know, if you're asking about turbos, make sure, you know, ask the best of the best and financially support them with the information that they provide you. You know, yeah. if they say get a 67 millimeter turbo with this, you know, with this setup, it would work best then buy the turbo from that person. I think that's the best way that you can do it. You know, if you, if you want injectors or whatever it may be, if you're asking that person for advice, be sure that you are willing to pay for their products also. Yeah. That's, that's really great advice. You just think of these companies are so, they're so busy and it seems like everybody the last couple of years is either, you know, refreshing their truck, building something, they're investing in the vehicles that they have yeah. and you spend all this time with somebody and then, you know, they Google a part number and buy it somewhere else. It's kind of like, right. it could be discouraging to them, you know? And yeah, I, think, I, I think that's good advice. Well, every phone call, every phone call that a shop gets, I wouldn't say every phone call, but a majority of phone calls that a shop gets is 15 minutes. They're talking on the phone with that customer for at least 10 to 15 minutes. You need, you know, I would say you need to provide something back to them for their time. You know, if you're asking them questions and you feel like you're going to, you know, that you're really in the, in the market for a turbo or, uh, you know, an engine, whatever it is, be sure that you buy it from the person that gave you the advice. Don't go over to Joe Schmo and say, hey, Jimmy John over here told me to get a 67 millimeter turbo. Will you sell me a 67 mil? Because I know yours is cheaper. Like, let's not, We, I would, that's my main advice. Well, and you think about it too, like if you call firepunk and you talk to levon how much experience do you have with a transmission question or right you know you call josh or you call paul they've already paid into the learning curve you know they've they learned it a long time ago and they they they've seen it all so i mean that expertise is incredibly valuable well and if you buy the product from them you've already you've already taken time off of their off of their schedule to answer your questions then you buy the product from them, you're going to get the same amount. You're going to get the same customer service also, you know, and that's another thing like people or companies frown upon. Don't go buy Jimmy's Jimmy's turbo over here and then call Johnny over here and say, Hey, there's something wrong with Jimmy's turbo. <laughs> you know, it, it, it might, it dude, it really, oh, man, it sounds crazy, but I it hear happens. it so much. Right, it yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to talk about the parts and, and you got me excited with that, uh, that common rail swap. 
So what do you, you know, what are the plans that uh, you and, and Jeremy have for, for the motor and, you know, the air and fuel setup and what are you thinking? Yeah. So, uh, man, that's a, that's a very exciting subject you bring upon. Uh, so anyways, uh, we got an invitation, a special invitation that we are taking this, uh, Waggler street fighter engine to PRI. So, uh, PRI reached out to us and Waggler reached out to us and said, Hey, will you bring the engine to PRI? I said, yeah, of course. Why, you know, why not? I got to pull the engine out and get it refreshed anyways. So, uh, currently what we have in the race truck is a Waggler street fighter engine. It is from a 2020, uh, Dodge 2500. It's, you know, it was a burnt engine, but Waggler refreshed it up and, uh, it is the new style CGI block. There's a lot of different things that Cummins did with these engines. Uh, it has the street fighter rods in it. Uh, Waggler has designed a solid, uh, roller lifter kit with it also. Uh, and then it has a Waggler side draft, uh, intake on it. It has Exergy 400% over injectors with an Exergy 14 mil pump. It also has, what else this thing got on it? It has a force induction, uh, 85, 96, 132, uh, turbo. And, uh, it has a stainless diesel manifold. Uh, what else this thing got going on with it? Uh, and it has the, the famous, uh, uh, shoot. What was I, where was I going with that? It has the, the famous six inch titanium tip exhaust from, uh, Chapman over here at CFT. So (laughs) (laughs) the thing is pretty yeah, for our listeners that might not be familiar, what's so exciting or why, why, why do Cummins enthusiasts get excited about these new engine blocks and new engine? Because, uh, one, because the piston, the piston has a little bit different design on it. So it's actually a higher compression engine, uh, with the, with the porting that we did of this head and, uh, the different, uh, style of piston. It all it uh it spools the the 85 mil. I can almost spool an 85 with no nitrous on a pretty hot, humid day. So spooling is a lot quicker. It does have a stock cam in it. Uh, we haven't upgraded the cam on this, but just the airflow. It just they just flow so much better. I was gonna I was gonna ask you how that turbo spooled. It's a it's a pretty large one, and I'm sure the converter stall helps you a little bit and you know, getting on top of it and getting it launched. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, DPC helped us out with the converter this year. It had a 2300, uh, 2300 RPM, uh, stall. And I could all like, if I just barely got into it and just started rolling into the throttle, I could get it to spool without nitrous. It just took a little bit more, but obviously, you know, we want to use nitrous to, uh, to save the converter, but I could get it to spool on a night on without nitrous. So as far as getting the truck put back together and hitting that first race, what are you shooting for next year? Oh man, next year, 
we have a lot of big we have a lot of big changes to do to the truck <laughs> for next year. Uh, I'm really going to focus on drag and drive events. Uh, Rocky Mount Race Week. That's definitely going to be one of my big big events. Uh, but next year we really want to. Uh, we we struggled this year with traction. We really want to get this thing dialed in uh, and get it to uh, go down the track A to B. We struggled with that this year. Uh, my lack of mechanical and geometry skills, you know, played a factor in that. But uh, we always, <laughs> I am bound to determine to be the, to always have the highest horsepower CGI black in 2022. So there's a shout out there. <laughs> so I got a couple things on my sleeve. So we, <laughs> we, we do plan to uh push this new uh style block to its limit in 2022 so well that's uh that's always exciting as well as when you have a sort of i don't want to say a new platform but there's definitely improvements that were made with it it's just yeah. seeing what what it can hold what you know what can it do it's it, it's pioneering you know something that uh that uh you know it's, it's diesel enthusiasts race enthusiasts you know we want to see and that just it pushes it a little farther and a little farther and i'm sure if we talk this time next year you're gonna have a whole new set of goals that you're gonna have for the truck because yeah no for sure uh it's a different style block material so no one's tested this uh, material at a higher at a higher horsepower level so uh you know we look forward to taking it over to firepunk and putting it on the official dino uh industry uh the yeah the dino industry and being on the leaderboard next year so now for any of our listeners that are out there and they're like hey that, <clears throat> i want to see what daniel's doing with the truck i want to you know watch him race where are some places they can find you and be able to follow the progress with the build the racing the lessons that you're learning maybe reach out to you and ask questions maybe you know, they want to know more about how you jumped into racing or they want to know more about, you know, what transmission should I run or what, you know, what engine should I have or turbos or injectors or anything like that. Uh, my inbox is always available on Instagram. You can find me at uh, Danny underscore diesel, the number two on Instagram. Like I said, if any of your uh, listeners have any questions, uh, I'll answer them or direct them in the, uh, you know, the, the right way. Uh, on Instagram, uh, YouTube, you can definitely find me under Danny Diesel on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, I'm not, uh, I don't get into Messenger too much. There's just a lot of chatter and stuff over there. But if you guys want to follow me and follow the build, ask questions, uh, find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Diesel number two. Well, I appreciate you reaching out to us and, and sharing your story, which is yeah, I said throughout the podcast was really cool, and there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of lessons there. Um, yeah. Whether we want to race or maybe it's something entirely different, and it's cool to see you just jump in, build those relationships with companies, and just go out there and do it. And there's yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration there, you know, to to well, see that jump. So, yeah, we appreciate you sharing your story. Look forward to seeing what you do next year, and definitely keep us updated on the build. You know what you're doing and and right. how the truck's performing. Well, I greatly appreciate your time, but if I could have two more minutes, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I just want your followers, if they've if they've gotten to this point of the podcast, 
I just want you guys to wholeheartedly know that anything you want to do in life, you can do it as long as you have a desire and a passion and a, a reason to go out and do it. You absolutely can do anything you set your heart out to. And the bullshit excuses, excuse my language, but the, the excuses that you come up with daily are irrelevant to the reason why you want to go out and do something. So if you want to build a race truck for 2020 and you want to run an ODSS, go out and do it. The truck's sitting in your garage. The parts are on the shelf. Put two and two together and just go out and do it. So I strongly encourage you guys to go out and build something and do something that you've always dreamed about doing in 2020. And if you need something or you need a little bit of advice or pick me up, feel free to reach out. And I greatly, wholeheartedly and humbly am uh, honored to be on the Diesel Podcast. And I really appreciate your guys' time today. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our Discord. You'll find a link down below. I want to see you guys over there. There's a lot of great information, stories. You guys pose amazing questions for me to ask guests. So I always post up on there and say, hey, this company is going to be on. This person's going to be on. What should I ask them? I love hearing from you guys and being able to ask those on a podcast. I also want to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon sponsors, Texas Diesel Supply and Wrights Diesel Services. We appreciate their support and everyone else who throughout the years, not just 2021, but all the way back to 2016, who have supported the podcast by subscribing, following, um, you know, messaging us, sponsoring the podcast. We would never have even dreamed of, of being able to grow this thing this big if it wasn't for your support. So we appreciate you guys and uh, look forward to bringing you some awesome content in 2022. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.